listening to the Apollo Podcast Network. Welcome to a One Take Podcast, episode 154, the only podcast that is still doing podcasts after Barbie and Oppenheimer came out. True. Just us. There are no other movie podcasts. Everyone else is on strike. Yep. Facts. We're breaking uh, the picket line for podcasts. Exactly. <laughs> uh, many people have said that movies are just over after Barbie and Oppenheimer, and I'm here to tell you, no, no. There are a, uh, one. There is one good, maybe two good movies and a lot of shit to wade through right now just have they even released like the scores for that for that talking pets movie strays oh god i haven't thought that about that comes out like tomorrow and they haven't i'm released definitely smoking weed in my house on one random night and watching that film 100 chance when it I comes probably won't see it in the movie theater though yeah when it comes to vod in two weeks we're gonna <laughs> yeah. be able to I don't know anyone who saw the trailer for that and was like, yeah, I'm going to go see that. <laughs> it got laughs in my theaters, but then all of a sudden it's like, oh, wait, these super funny people are also on strike, so they can't promote the movie and do the thing. So I don't know anybody that's talking about it at all. Yeah, that part really sucks. Oh, like, shit. literally, all of our actors and actors are just not doing anything. And, of course, it's because of the strike, but we're really starting to see the effects of that. And I think we're going to keep seeing it at the box office, well, uh, including with the Turtles. Blue Beetle is a big one Yeah, right now. Uh, that movie was going to flop anyway. Sorry. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah, but it actually, has, it actually has good reviews so far, relatively, uh, especially for a DC movie. But this Mo saw it. She you. said it was great. She said she had a good time. Uh, this should tell you. you. We're probably going to see it. But, you she know, also that said the theater was empty. So, you know. <laughs> um. Stray, this should tell you something about that Stray's movie, and this is not the movie we're talking about. Uh, most movies come out on Wednesday nights now, or you know, Thursday morning, relatively. Uh, that that review embargo has not lifted. Nope, <laughs> that's not that's not good. That's anyway. Not. Uh, this week we're actually talking about a really good movie, a couple weeks late on this, but it doesn't seem to matter because not enough people watched it to start with. So if you haven't watched it, go watch. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles colon Mutant Mayhem came out just a couple of weeks ago. Uh, the new installment from Seth Rogen and company, actually, who continues to just take sort of. I mean, not to say that Teenage Mutant Ninja T Turtles isn't one of the most popular comic book franchises of all time, but it's not it's it's not necessarily on the level of the Marvel movies. So he's taking all of these tertiary sort of superheroes and making them into ma major franchises and that's actually really interesting that he continues to do that yeah um so teenage mutant ninja turtles mutant mayhem came out a couple of weeks ago rated pg hour 39 minutes breeze in the theater uh 7.5 on imdb number five ranked trending popularity movie right now the film follows the turtles brothers uh the turtle brothers rather as they work to earn the love of New York City while facing down an army of mutants uh, directed by Jeff Rowe and Kyle Spears, written, of course, by the team of Seth Rogen, Evan Goldberg, and Jeff Rowe also has a writing credit. This also stars everyone in Hollywood, yeah. um, including Seth Rogen and Rose Byrne, uniting once again, as they always seem to do. But the cast of the Turtles are the ones that actually really get a lot of shine here. Um voiced by people you may not have ever heard of teenagers you may not have ever heard of uh micah abby is donatello uh shaman brown jr as michelangelo nicholas Cantu as leonardo brady noon as Raphael, um and uh ayo uh itabiri who is now in in everything uh as a moment yeah i'm here for it Love that for her, um, our queen from the bear. But yeah, everyone in Hollywood, Seth Rogen, John Cena, Maya Rudolph, Rose Byrne, Jackie Chan as Splinter, uh, Giancarlo Espinito, uh, oh, Esposito rather, as Baxter Stockman, Ice Cube 
as Superfly, Paul Rudd, Hannibal Burris, Post Malone, um, Mr. Beast. Teach, do you know who Mr. Beast is? Sorry, I'm having audio issues. Uh, I do know who Mr. Beast is, yes. I know well, of Mr. Beast. I've still never watched one of his videos ever, and I don't think I ever will. But Same. same you here. are the one. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> I'm just subscribed in case he gives me um, totally not clickbait. You know, I gave a, a poor person a million dollars sort of thing. Didn't he host like a real life squid game or something? Wasn't that him? He did do that. Yeah, I was like, that's when I first heard of him. And I was like, this doesn't sound like my kind of thing. I'm okay. He uh, got popular on YouTube, by the way, of like doing a live stream of like counting to a million. Something like that. That's I, I will first... never understand live streaming culture Wait, other than the people what? who watch us live stream. But he, he totally, he like his first ever video that got popular was like him counting to a million. And he somehow parlayed that into being like, I cure people's blindness. Why so, would people want to watch someone count to a million? Early YouTube, proto YouTube, you know? That is insane. Charlie bit my finger, it. you know? And like that, uh, what's that guy's name? Kai or whatever, who's like dumb popular. Every clip I see of his videos, I'm like, why do people like this? <laughs> what is this? Meanwhile, they're millionaires and we're nearly 30. Well, Teach is over 30, not to mention, but like uh, uh, way over, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> uh, podcasting about a, ch- a children's movie that he is in. So there's that. Yeah, um, there's that. Good point. Anyway, speaking of like box office numbers, uh, everything kind of just got blown out of the water by Barbie. Um, but that being said, I still don't know why this didn't do great numbers like not to say it didn't make money it just made a hundred million dollars worldwide but it was like a 70 million dollar budget for this movie based off an ip that everyone seems to love and it it just hasn't done well i i guess i mean i don't know maybe i'm like just not the right person to be like super moved by teenage mutant ninja turtles like i know who and what they are like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles like yeah it's like a thing and all the old artist names or whatever like yeah I know what it is but I've never in my life ever been excited about a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movie and so yeah I wasn't like you're too young bro oh my god like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles are back like I went and saw it obviously but I wasn't like yay like I gotta go see that I don't understand the hold that Turtles had on my generation I'm gonna let you talk about that Tej because I I really you were really excited for this movie and it like it just missed you and I like the the huge animated show from like 89 was still going on when we were kids but it like just missed our consciousness and like I like it because my mom is a weirdo and showed me that really dated 1993 first film, incredible uh, cinema, where they're where they're in like puppet costumes <laughs> and voiced by people that aren't there. It's it's also not a kids movie, by the way. No that movie. Uh, uh, so, but this movie basically is made for Seth Rogen's generation. Mm-hmm of people that now have kids, which I'm shocked that those people didn't take their kids to go see the movie. Same. That's shocking to those, me. Those so people teach, will be watching on Netflix or wherever this movie lands. They will be. I, they, you know, they, they will it, be. Paramount. It's a Nickelodeon. Uh, thing. Yeah, it's yeah. Nickelodeon. Yeah. So Paramount, like, plenty of people uh, will see it. I think that's the kind of genius of it is that there's a lot in here for the Seth Rogen generation the people that are my age who are obsessed with the turtles who went through their turtle phase as a kid and kind of never went away from it because there's always been ip out there either via movies or video games turtles was an extremely extremely huge deal to my childhood i watched that show all the time i played all the video games i watched all the movies I've always been obsessed with them. And every kid that I knew that was my age also loved the Ninja Turtles. They were just everywhere. They had a, they were extremely popular when I was a kid. So to be able to tap into the fact that there's people out there like me who will always just walk into a turtle-themed anything for the nostalgia reasons to bring their kids 
who are really just like these kids from YouTube who are just like hanging out with each other and just riffing on stuff, putting those two things in the same movie and having something there for each each individual, I'm going to chalk up their lack of success at the box office. And that's a shit on making $100 million, obviously. But uh, I'm going to attribute that to other things going on, uh, including the writer's strike. I'm going to attribute that to other things because I think it's such a great idea. It makes perfect sense to be able to get these teenagers into the theater uh, and to get these old people to the theater to go with them and they could both enjoy a movie. And I thought that the movie sets itself up perfectly with that, that I, I enjoyed this movie a ton. There was enough in there for me as an old school turtle head, but I also, you know, I don't watch the stuff on YouTube that I have nephews that are 16, 17, for example. I don't watch the stuff that they watch on YouTube. I don't watch any of these popular streamers or these people. I don't watch Jake Paul videos. I don't watch any of that stuff that they watch on YouTube. So to have these kids that are kind of speaking this, you know, like YouTube, they kind of speak like YouTubers. Like they speak like people, like actual teenagers of today. Having the turtles actually be teenagers of today, but also having enough nostalgia in there to make a person like me happy. It was everything I could imagine. It was hilarious. It was heartfelt. I cried at the end. Like I had an amazing time in the movie theater. And it's so smart. Like you said, the the kids are the ones doing, they're carrying the, the heavy load. Seth Rogen and John Cena in this movie, and you barely, like, they barely have lines. Like, it's not like they are major parts of this particular film, which is awesome because those characters will be back for later in the universe, and you could always put more weight on them if you need to. But it was literally just these kids cooking. They were so likable. They, they, they were so enjoyable having Ayo, who's just amazing at everything, be here cooking with the cast with these YouTube kids that are just riffing. The director of the movie said they would just have the kids in there and they would just let them riff for like 10 minutes and they wouldn't cut. And they would just put some of that stuff in the audio of like, this is how they talk to each other. They use these YouTube references. They're saying chopped cheese, bacon, egg, and cheese. Like they're going crazy in the street. Like <laughs> that stuff is just because of the chemistry of these four TikTok kids. Lingo, they're, yeah. They're, yeah, they're using TikTok lingo. Like that. that's just these four kids who are kids of that generation in there speaking as they would as as New York versions of, of, of teenagers. And it works so well to, to put that onto the turtle's personality the soundtrack is awesome hearing annie up in a in a movie it rules. With turtles is just fucking yeah. it's mind-blowing how how incredible that is and how well that shit works putting odb in a in like this is all like this is speaking directly to me as somebody who's obsessed with you know new york hip-hop at this time someone who's obsessed with the ninja turtles that that is giving me as the old person in the movie theater so much to deal with and these kids might not even know annie up but they're gonna know some of the stuff that the kids are saying I just thought they did a great job with it. Ice Cube was mind-blowing. He was incredible. He pretty much plays the same character he played on 21 Jump Street, but it, it just like yes. it just works. Like I, I had an incredible time with this movie. I was really waiting for him to be like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> I, it never happened. The scene where the scene where they, they realize that like these other mutants are their cousins, and so they have like this uh, you know, he's <laughs> When, when he's like, okay, so we go with the plan. And they're like, what if we don't want to go with the plan? And Ice Cube was just like, I, I forgot what the, the line was, but whatever he said with them was just like, I'm about to go upside your head if y'all said y'all want to rock with us. Like, they're like, hey, Cuzzo, Cuzzo, we're good, we're good. Like, <laughs> I, I laughed hysterically during that. Like, I went to see this with a friend. We both were laughing hysterically during – there's about a 20-minute stretch of this movie where I missed every one-liner because I was laughing so hard in the movie theater. I had a great time with it. My movie theater wasn't that full, but we, the people in the theater, kids in the theater, adults in the theater, we had a great time. I would give this an A. I highly recommend it. And they're going to make it back when they hit streaming and then the more people will go see the second one. We'll get more stars. We can still have Ice Cube pull up. Like, it, they had, what they built is a, it's just like Mario. I think that they, what they both accomplished was they built something that's foundationally so strong but so short, like they give you so little. Like these, these are both hour and a half movies. We have good villains. We have funny jokes. We give you a whole bunch of nostalgia. We get in, we get out, and we pull you into our larger universe. I thought they accomplished that perfectly. There's no one that's going to go watch this movie and not at least somewhat interested in tuning in for the next movie. I loved it. I gave it an A. Well, this is a couple of things. This is better than Mario. Like if we're just strictly going Most off things of movies are. based on hype. <laughs> Yeah, hey, this is, we're this not is better. Shit on like Mario. Mario made a. It is better than Mario. But let's not shit on Mario. It is better than please. Mario. I, look, I'm not like we, we sat here and we're like that movie was fine, good. For, yeah, 
is, but it's like a, a B minus at best. Like this borders on A for me too. And like, there's a couple things working here. Is that one? This is the best reviewed Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles property ever by a large margin. Maybe by out, the way. like, yeah, maybe outside of the 89 to like 96 i think is when that show ended cartoon but the the first movie the first live action movie just a little like film nerd history was like one of the most um highest grossing independent movies of all time it made like 200 million dollars off of like a 30 million dollar budget sick in yeah in 93 um but that movie was basically made for adults which is it's a very adult crazy movie. to think yeah, it's, it's, yeah. It's... and you and you kind of go back and look at it and you're like a lot of these have kind of been made for adults especially those weird michael bay ones mm-hmm. that came out weird and bad michael bay ones that came out uh not too long ago rare bad michael bay um, stuff that, that, that stuff did not work <laughs> i love michael bay it did not work he actually never he never directed it but it was like bay light yeah. you know it was like somebody was stood next to Michael Bay in line at a CVS and they're like, let's make a movie. <laughs> I never even watched but, those to be honest with you. They're not good. They're, they're, they're not good. Um, yeah. It's weird. Like uh, Johnny um, Knoxville is like the voice of like Leonardo. Yeah. It's really weird. Making uh, yeah, like everybody, they turtles have notoriously in movies, at least been very grown. Like grownups are doing that. And so, it, it yeah. seems like a easy idea. Let's actually get teenagers to play the turtles. Yeah, they're called the that Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, <laughs> but that is something very different. The other films do not focus on that. They're not teenagers. They're grown. They drink beer. They go out. They're, talk, they're making sex jokes. Like, these are this, like, obviously there are sex jokes in this movie, but, like, the whole milking thing is hilarious, but it's like, they, they, it's, this is a kid's movie. These are sex jokes in a kid's movie because these are actual teenagers versus making them Johnny Knoxville is like 45. Like why is he playing a teenage (laughs) character? It really makes no sense, but that's what they've always done. So I was saying, yeah, this is like the most well-reviewed movie of one of, one of the best well-reviewed movies of the year. 97% on Rotten Tomatoes, 91% audience score uh, with its unique visual and story, uh, visual style and story that captures the essence of the franchise's appeal. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem is an animated treat for the whole family. And I say all that to say, because of who is made for, who it was made by, how good it actually is, how well it re- was received, and it didn't technically flop, so enough people saw it to have word of mouth. I kind of feel like this is going to do what the first, and it's not as successful as the first Spider Verse movie, but people forget that the first Spider Verse movie wasn't the most successful thing on the planet for how well received it was, and it won the Oscar. Yep. And it wasn't until it got on Netflix that people were like, how come nobody told me about this movie? Mm -hmm. And it had a completely second life. Now, not that many people have Paramount Plus, unless you're like 67 and you're watching all of the Taylor Sheridan universe. They're watching Top Gun Maverick still. (laughs) That is, we're watching all the Mission Impossible movies on there. (laughs) But you're right, Teach. This is probably going to have the second life. And they definitely want to make another two or three of these um, before these characters age out of this. But yeah, my review is in Dex. I'll let you go in here a second. I'll just continue on in my review. The My review is exactly that. It felt like it was actually had, it was actually aimed and knew where it wanted to go. It um, was fun. I just had a really good time watching this movie. I will say it kind of is a little gross. Yeah. Like it looked like, like all the monsters are really like David Cronenberg. Fly. They're Frankenstein's monsters. Like all of them. Yeah. They're really kind of gross and grimy. I I love that. And the arts. There's, there's such a band of misfits. (laughs) The scene where the, the the scene where the turtles are amongst them is just, that's some of the funniest shit I've seen in the theater. In a number of years, I I could not I the kind of just like the mismatches of relationships. Post Malone just randomly just singing for singing. no reason. Yeah. I just I, I I couldn't contain myself, man. That that's some of the funniest shit that I've ever that I've seen in a long time from a kids movie. I was I was literally like leaning over in my chair. I couldn't take it. Um. Yeah, and I I think the art style is something that we can haven't 
I mean, at least I haven't seen. It's it's not like uh, it's not like Mario where it's had super glossy 3D animation. It's sort of, I guess, like Spider Verse, but it's like even more so drawn than that. Like you can de- like see the pencil see outlines pencil marks, almost. The, the guy, the director, yeah. said that he wanted it to look like teenagers drew the movie, like. Like a teenager sat down and drew the movie like they would go home and draw comics. And so you can kind of see the rough edges of the way that stuff is animated. And I think it just works yeah. for the world that they're trying to create. It really, really works. But even that's a, like, you keep, we keep alluding to Spider-Verse. There, like, you could you could see, it's not like they're, they're trying to hide. Like, there are blatant homages to Spider-Verse. Like, you could tell that they are very, they were very, very, um, they saw Spider Verse and they really wanted to make their own version of it because there are a lot of there are a lot of there's a lot of Spider Verse into this film in terms of the way it's presented. But I I thought that it was really smart and it never felt like you're oh they're trying to like they're copying from Spider Verse. It just felt like oh okay they obviously have taken some stuff over from the Spider Verse people and everybody should be and everybody really is in that in that world because why wouldn't you? It's 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 game changing. Yeah, I I think that. Uh... I think that the the Rogan and I mean it's just it's been special since the beginning. Um, I mean Dex had weird and bad opinions about Superbad, but like <laughs> the horrible the, about that that writing style and their joke telling and the way that they sort of have gone about the Apatow riffing method of letting people continue like continue the joke mm-hmm. is really good. He really has his finger. I think on the pulse of why he like he liked these superhero comics back in the well, like what made them stand out to him. And so you can really see when somebody really appreciates a property, how much love and care they put into it. And it seems like they kind of have a really good idea of what this is and what they wanted to make. And they executed it. And I thought it was just uh a really well done, funny, bordering on PG thirteen at times, but PG romp at the theater that you could take. I would say at times it's kind of fucking scary too. Like if you took like a seven year old in there to see it, I think they may be a little frightened by the movie at times. That's fair. Um, I'm not saying like parrot your own way, whatever. It's a PG movie, but it is kind of like there's huge monsters destroying cities like they nearly they nearly get crushed and it's just like it's kind of perilous at points that that last act and the last fight for new york or whatever i was kind of my heart was kind of racing a little bit and i'm like this is a cartoon yeah but anyway it does kind of jump some of the editing is a little wonky they really like at one point it felt like they cut like five scenes out of the movie and just pieced it together when they jump from uh, being at this or splinter rescuing them to going and taking trying to throw the machine into the water oh. it felt like they were just like all right now we're here and it didn't make any sense but it's a kid's movie whatever i gave it an a minus i don't i don't think it's as good um as spider verse but it's definitely probably definitely probably the second best animated film of the year it sucks because in in any given year, I feel like this may yeah, win they, the Oscar for best animated picture. I agree, but it has no chance. I thought the, so. I thought the same exact thing as I walked out of the theater. I was like, "This it could easily be an Oscar winner in another year." But I, I watched the first twenty minutes of of Spider Verse two again randomly this weekend. I I was like, "This is some of the most beautiful." Like I I could not believe how good the opening of the movie was, which really struck me in the theater. It's just Spider Verse is operating on another level, and obviously that's their second movie, so like. They're really operating on another level, so it's going to be hard for them to beat them at the Oscars. But still, great, great job by Seth and the team. Go ahead, Dex. Yeah, uh, I really like this movie as well. I wasn't quite as moved by it as y'all were. I'm more like a like a B plus kind of range, but I, you know, it's still a really good time at the movie. It's hard to go wrong with something like this. Um, you know, they kind of stuck. They knew what they wanted to do, and they nailed it, in my opinion. Um, I really liked the whole teenage aspect, like the whole, I want to be a real boy of it all. It's just like, that always works for me. Yeah. Um, you know, I want to go to, I want to go to high school. Like, you know, the kids we watch on TV, like we've been living in a sewer our entire lives and we've like, but we have the internet. Like that's a cool angle. I think, <laughs> you know, Oh yeah. We lived in a sewer and we've only seen like 
culture through YouTube, TikTok, yeah, TikTok, yeah, like that's that's dope. Uh, and then like, you know, they're like, "Oh, you go to high school? You must be so fucking cool." And they're like, "Wait, you're the girl who's like just vomited like doing the news? Like, that's... <laughs> wow, you're a bum!" Like, <laughs> you know, like that's that's fun. That's a really cool angle. And then uh, obviously, like the the mutant mayhem of it all. The you know humans are all garbage and they hate us and because we're different and they want to kill us or whatever um super flying splinter being two sides of the same or yeah being two magneto, sides of the same point. magneto professor x basically in terms of how you approach it when you are you're a mutant but humans treat you differently yeah like all that is really cool to me um I gave my guy the Jerry curl and the mustache too from the, <laughs> that was really funny, really funny character design. Yeah. I, uh, I liked all of that. The April O'Neil stuff for me, like parts of it worked, parts of it didn't like when she's, you know, when she's like the butt of the joke is like when her character was the best, which is like, which feels bad to say, but like when she was like trying to have, <laughs> When she was trying to have like a heartfelt moments with the team or whatever, I was like, okay, I don't, I don't really care that much. <laughs> like, whatever. Um, <laughs> and then the like the action was a little up and down for me. That's like probably where I take off the most points. There were parts of it where I was like, I just can't, I can't really tell what's happening. Like you know, like I can't see it. <laughs> yeah, the garage fight scene was awesome, and then it was sort of devolved almost into like a cgi clusterfuck at the very yeah, end like the like big we like when he has like horse legs or whatever i'm like what is what is going on what is, what am i looking at right now <laughs> i couldn't even tell like i knew he was a kaiju but like at the part where like they shoot the little thing and it hits the one horse he was like i didn't need the horse i was like oh i couldn't tell that like these individual horses made up his body like i, I hadn't <laughs> it hadn't rendered enough for me to be like oh i can see that like i i understand that that so i agree with some of that i agree with some yeah, so like I take off a few points there, but overall, like it's hard. Like I said, it's hard to go wrong with a movie like this. Like you, I feel like at any point I can beat. Like if someone was like, "Let's watch Mutant Mayhem," I'd be like, "All right, yeah." Like you know, quick hour and a half. It's fun. A lot of laughs in here. Um, you know, heartfelt story. It's good. I B plus. We didn't mention Paul Rudd yeah. or Jackie Chan, uh, also in this film. Very funny. Yeah. Paul Rudd just being like, I forget what he said when he like he stuck the stick into the break and he was just like, not cool, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, the stuff like that is very like Paul Rudd. It's just like I thought we were vibing, like, man. Can you, I thought you, we were vibing. Can you drive? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can you drive? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's just, it's just stuff like that, you know. I I anything Paul Rudd is in automatically bumps points for me. Like, I'm not quite sure how good this new season of only murders in the building is, but Paul Rudd's in it. So I'm like, I got to pay attention. I haven't so, started to get, I got to get on that. It is, it is the same. <laughs> there are murderers in the building, more murders, more buildings. Yeah. Um. Anyway, I, you know, I don't, there's probably a larger conversation to be had about, animated films in general um of course we've seen kind of the lean into ip now you can get away with doing more with that ip in the animated space like you you just can't make a live action mario movie they tried it's horrendous like you just Please, can't do they that. never try that again ever oh god uh, i mean they're trying to make every little fucking piece of ip into a live action movie now after barbie but <laughs> But it's it's interesting because Pixar, um, and we talked about this movie before, but that uh, Elements movie, they just kind of kept it around, and it became sort of a hit. That's true. Which is to say that I think that there's always a market for these films. But they were also the only but, kids movie really at the box office for like a month. And yeah. A half. And they got to really rake it in because... People are just like, whatever, just go go see what the kids want to see and just hung around and made some money. Maybe Turtles can do something like that, too. Also, the movie is, like, cute and fine. I, I, I liked yeah. it, you know? It's not like... Uh, 
what was that last one that the other that flopped like strange planet or strange world or whatever the fuck it was called yeah strange that world. movie stunk but <laughs> like uh, <laughs> element elementals or whatever it was called that was elemental that was good elemental i still haven't seen it i need yeah. to watch it yeah me either and i but it I don't know. I, I just think we're at an interesting place with animated films where obviously this year in animated films is now driven by IP, but it has since produced two of the best animated films in a long time for, for I mean, for, for Tej and I to say, but I just, I don't know. I don't have a bigger point. I'm just, I, I find that interesting. I, I think it is interesting that for somehow Disney is like the one studio really doing animated movie original animated movies still and it's like not working yeah. <laughs> like it's just right yeah it's like they can't even get those off the ground right now they have another one coming out at the end of the year i forget what it's called but something about a wish or something it might be called wish actually now i'm thinking about it but i'm not saying that disney has to go to i they they make their own ip is the whole thing but like something about it isn't resonating the way and maybe it's just i i saw people just say you know element they're kind of retreading on some things like elemental obviously tackles different themes from this but it is just inside out like colors and shapes. it felt like inside out every trailer i was like so this is just inside out basically i mean so, it's not i don't know but i can get why you would feel that way but yeah, the story is like just know. completely different. Like the themes and stuff they're tackling are different. Like the vibe is different. But yeah, like I get it. The color palette wasn't switched up enough. Yeah, I, I think I think it's just not necessarily. I say this, and then they made a movie completely about coping with death and your own mortality and <laughs> over the pandemic. But like, it's just the lack of chances. I think aren't. Are, are are piling up i think for pixar and not necessarily the storing tell the storytelling chances but the animation style chances as in they were the head of making digital animation like they made it a thing with toy story yeah. and i think people caught up a little can't bit. they just drop another toy story movie or another monsters inc movie and get me right back to the movie theater like why, why isn't that where we're going i mean they are they're making another toy oh, okay, story good. movie but then it's not gonna come out till 25 or whatever and we're bringing mike wazowski back i'm in for that i'm in anytime <laughs> mike wazowski's around i'm around but it's just something like all the new things have really missed <clears throat> and and that's just it's just weird because pixar had such a stranglehold on this space for so long but if you look at like something like Spider-Verse and something like anything Pixar's done since Toy Story 4, we're not even talking about the same, in terms of quality, we're not even talking about the same universes. Like, we're, we're not even close, bro. And that's 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 bad for Pixar. That's not great. Uh, they've, they've had some good shit in there, though. Like, uh, I mean, Soul was fine, but Soul, it ain't no Spider-Verse. I thought Soul was great. Turning Red was great. I mean, we love Turning Red Turning on this Red podcast. Was really good. Okay, I'll give you that. And Turning like, they're really good. like the only people doing like new shit, which is crazy to say about no, Disney. That, <laughs> well, that's what that I'm is, saying is like they make their own IP. They they pave their own. They walk their own path. Yeah. But I think I are to our eye. I mean, made, there was stuff in Seoul that I was like, is that like they did? It they looks just like a photo. New York City. <laughs> yeah. Did they just shoot New York City? But like, I'm just. I think to our eye, to our untrained eye, it looks a little stagnant comparatively to where they were. Yeah, they don't have the comic book look. going. Yeah, exactly. And I think we were looking, people were looking for something new uh, and vibrant. And um, yeah, and I think, I think because of that, people have kind of soured on what Pixar is doing stylistically. Now I'm not saying I, I still think continue making stories about important issues and things that people feel and uh, emotions and things like that, that you're, that you're trying to convey and stories like turning red that need to be told in the animated space. Um, I think that that really, but works. It, it is just interesting. But you gotta, you gotta have something look different too. 
of sure like the part of the reason why some of this other stuff is working is because it just looks different we're, we're comparing it you know seeing something like turtles or something like spider-verse against seeing the the pixar stuff which largely looks the same it's not like these movies look very different like like you just said there's no way you can see the trailer for elemental and not think about inside out there's just no way that you your brain's going to make that connection assuming you've seen inside out and so i just think they need a, a different a different look in terms of animation style and maybe not like the content remain the same but the animation style unfortunately has got to be a bit fresher to keep up with some of these other things that are people trying new shit and coming up with what they come up with. Now I'm not saying do uh, I, I I'm almost like we have talked about how we don't really care about IP movies and it doesn't bother us that much. Um, after the news of all the Barbie stuff, I'm I'm getting I'm getting close, guys. Yeah, Mattel um, being yeah. like, we're gonna just make every single product we've ever owned into a movie. And we're starting with fucking Lena Dunham. I was like, you know what? That's Let's nasty. <laughs> Let's fucking not, actually. I might have made this point before, but I just don't understand. Even if that's the plan, why are you telling us that? Why do you think that we, after Barbie, we're still on the high? I want to know that you're making a fucking Hot Wheels movie and a fucking casting Lena Dunham and stuff. That Polly Pocket, like, we don't care about Polly Pocket or Lena Dunham. And I don't understand why you announced them all like this as opposed to you got one hit, but that doesn't mean that we want to watch a Hot Wheels movie. No, yeah, don't. I don't care don't about the Hot Movie studios have to stop doing this thing where they put out like, like upcoming movies, like it's a fucking college course syllabus. Like I don't need that. <laughs> like, give me one thing at a time. Like if they had just told me, okay, we did Barbie, and we're coming with Polly Pocket next. Cool. Don't be like we're working on Polly Pocket and Hot Wheels. And GI Joe and Bubble, like no, stop! Like I don't need this. Which one do you want to sign up for? Just give me one fucking None. movie, all right? I'm tired of having homework. Barbie is like a home run, but you show me you can hit a double, hit a triple. I, I don't, I don't know that, but at least show me that you can do that before you start shoving these other properties down my throat that I don't. Nobody, Polly Pocket people don't care about it like Barbie. People, people don't care about Hot Wheels in the same way they cared about Barbie, even though you sold a lot of Hot Wheels toys. Like, there's still some kind of cultural touch point that matters, and Barbie's a different level of cultural touch point than other other IP. It's just the way it works. Yeah, I'm just already exhausted by, like, the number of things they were talking about making. Like, what is wrong with you? Like, we're over here having fun. <laughs> You're giving us fucking work. Stop. Remember to buy. <laughs> Just buy, and it's just like oh. We shit. understand that y'all are making these movies really to sell toys, and you get to collect twice. We understand it, but that doesn't mean that you can just do it once and then all of a sudden realize that you you put us in like a like a pyramid scheme. Like, come on, bro! Like, we're not signed. Yeah. We don't love Mattel yet. We love Barbie, but we don't love Mattel at all. We don't. Sorry. Also, bro, I can't go to the movie theaters dressed as fucking Hot Wheels. Like, that's not fun. <laughs> 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 Like, y'all saw all this shit that just happened with Barbie and Ken, and you're like, well, we heard you like brands. No, bitch. <laughs> we like Barbie. We like Barbie and Ken. We're Barbie. We love women. How about that? <laughs> Do that first. Let's start there. <laughs> Hot and work our way out. Opposite of bar of, of Barbie, like what are you going to do to make Hot Wheels make us feel warm and tender on the inside? Like what 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 issues are you tackling by <laughs> by you're going to use racism as the color of the Hot Wheels? Like what are we going to do with Hot Wheels? How are we going to elevate it? It's all about family. <laughs> <laughs> hot oh, fast, Jesus. hot furious. <laughs> Too hot, two wheels. I can't, I can't, I can't, can't. Hot ones. <laughs> hot, hot wheels. Hot Eventually ones. they will make a hot ones movie. Just be prepared. <laughs> so Drake, I heard that you like... I was like how do you know that? <laughs> well, anyway, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> Right. Uh, I don't have much more to say about this movie. I know we haven't podcasted in a long time, but I'm just like, I I kind of came away with like, that was good and fun and I don't need to think about it. That I can't wait to anymore. watch it again because like I said, I miss jokes, but the jokes I did catch, they were hilarious. It's a very, the movie is very self-aware. 
I think they've created something very fun. And again, I just feel like they have superpowers now in the universe that they haven't even used. John Cena barely gets anything to do. John Cena is one of the funniest people in Hollywood. Like Paul Rudd is in the same cast as, as, as Seth Rogen. I'm also watching Platonic, so I have a lot of Seth Rogen going on in my life right now, and Rose Byrne. Uh, and so I just I've watching Platonic as well too. It's good. It's, it's good. Ju- they're doing they're going doing good shit over there. Should have been a movie. <laughs> it seemed like it would have been a movie when I first watched the trailer. I haven't watched the show yet. I'm behind on all my Apple hey, TV Plus. Hey, Seth, this movie should tell you things should be movies again, dude. <laughs> I don't. So I'm only four episodes in, but I haven't yet thought like, oh, this should have been a movie instead. I'm enjoying myself enough to think that this is why they probably just want to do Neighbors Three because that's what they like to do together. But nobody would do Neighbors Three, so just like fuck it, we'll do this TV show. But so far, so good. You no, know why? Because Neighbors Two sucked. Neighbors also, Two was a struggle. I, I feel Neighbors like if Platonic, if Platonic was a movie, it'd be just a very shitty Netflix movie, like on the same tier as that, like Reese Witherspoon, Ashton Kutcher thing, like. No, <laughs> it just that, that is the worst movie I've ever seen. Adam Kutcher is a dude. bum, so that's not a good comparison. Adam Kutcher is a Ashton Kutcher is a bum. He's a bum. That I that's gonna make my bottom five of the year. By the it, way, it won't I'm, make like, mine. I haven't really <laughs> watched that move that many movies. That movie was offensive. I'm gonna I'm have to watch the watch. the Adam De Armas Chris Evans joint that they did. Or was that? Oh, I'm gonna right. get to that either, just God. to like where they weren't even in the ghost. They weren't even in the same place. Just to feel alive, I'm about to watch like this shitty movie at some point. Is the Dracula There's movie so on your bottom movies. five list? Is that movie Snake? What movie? The 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 Voyage of Demeter or whatever it's called. Oh, I haven't seen it yet. I didn't get around to it. Oh, I thought you, you were going you to just see that. It. I thought I was too. on that. <laughs> yeah, uh, so shit came up. I'm gonna try and see it this weekend, actually, but. I heard good things. Um, yeah, Teenage Mutant, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles should be around for a minute until they try to sell it for twenty eight bucks on VOD or whatever, well, and then I'm it'll be on Paramount. Twenty eight, but I am going to um, get uh, re up my Paramount Plus. I was watching all the Mission Impossible, so I think I still have it. So I'm just going to be over there. When I get it has uh, it has been a pirate's life for me lately. I will say that um, <laughs> to the FBI agent watching this. No, it hasn't. <laughs> Uh, anyway, what else are we watching? Uh, I have I have a couple movies to report that I actually did catch up on. That speaking of, were in theaters and then just dipped really quickly. Um, Sisu and Joyride, two completely same movies, actually, yeah, extremely similar, actually. Yep. <laughs> um, Sisu rules. Hell yeah! Can I stream it yet? I I can't find it streaming. Uh, yet. Yeah, you can you can find it. Um, I don't mean a pirate. I'll send you a link. I, I guess I could do a pirate. Oh, but yes, you can buy it on VOD. No, see, I, 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 but I don't. It. I want to stream it. I don't. I don't know who even produced it. Like it was a really truly independent movie. I think, but that shit needs to come uh, available because that's definitely on my list of movies. As soon as somebody tells me where it's at, I'm going to go to watch Sisu. That it looked kind of fucked. Rule. That's why I didn't see it in theaters. It is a little. It's a little fucked. It's a, like <laughs> way. It's kind of like more hardcore than John Wick. Damn. <laughs> I'm in. Like the fighting isn't as good as John Wick, and that's kind of what they sell it on. But it's like super gory. <laughs> it's in. really, yeah. Um, and Joyride, just a, a crazy time. To it, what a wild movie! Dexter, I really want to see Joyride? that in theaters, but I didn't get around to it. Unfortunately, I'm definitely going to watch. Yeah, that, nobody that did. Uh, our uh, our good. Our good girl Stephanie Sue is uh, is in it, and she is fucking going for it. This woman is nominated for an Oscar, and there are some parts in there where it's just like, did you know that you were going to get nominated for an Oscar? Wouldn't you signed up for this movie? Oh, interesting. <laughs> it is. Whew, she is going for it in that movie. It's awesome. It's funny. I mean, it, to be fair, a, a the movie she got nominated for an Oscar for also features like a oh, you know what fight. true like you know that's true that's true <laughs> like, but not her in the dildo yeah fight. fair <laughs> in in this she's like adjacent to the dildo fight uh-uh. you know if you know what i mean so it's just like she's around <laughs> but it is um it's a wild time it's it was it was worth seeing i do wish i could have seen it in the theaters but yeah Joyride was no, uh, was... we were watching No Hard Feelings. I watched that weeks ago. I watched that when that came out. 
Yeah. Stinks. Anyway, I've also been watching a lot of um, Anthony Bourdain, No Reservations, because that's all, like, every single episode of that is on Max. Um, so I don't know why, but that'll help you pass the time if you're just looking to do it. Anyway. What are you I, watching uh, next? I've been watching a lot of Wicked Tuna. This <laughs> 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 show rules. <laughs> what the hell I, is Wicked Tuna? It's a show. Is that on Max? Uh, it was on uh, Net Geo Discovery. Oh, okay. yeah. It's so, literally just people fishing for tuna. Yeah, but it's wicked. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> it, it's like deadliest catch adjacent. Got it, got, it, got it. Basically, it's like these people in like Massachusetts or something. I think who like go out like they do this for a living, right? They like, own boats or whatever, and they have to go out and fish for tuna. They can only catch one a day because tuna are endangered or whatever. And they're like, it's really hard to catch tuna, and also, like, you never know how good the tuna you catch is going to be. Whatever. Anyway, I was at my you mom's house. one a day? Yeah, they're endangered. So, <laughs> I had no idea tuna was in danger. I learned something. Yeah, so I was at my mom's house one day, like, you know, just hanging out, talking, catching up with my mom. And Wicked Tuna just happened to be on TV. We sat there for like eight hours watching Wicked Tuna back to back to back. <laughs> it was awesome. So I kept watching. I it. love. Uh, I love when cable was still a thing, and uh, we would just watch like all day marathons of the Discovery Channel. Had a minute like Micro Dirty Jobs yeah. or MythBusters. Like when they would have a MythBusters marathon, we were glued to the couch. I don't know what that was. Uh, like if we had Bravo, like one of was living with my parents or whatever we'd sit there and we'd watch like an entire season of below deck or whatever it's like just because they just run it all day long but yeah i honestly have been kind of slacking when it comes to getting back to the movie theater i haven't gone back to the movie theater since i watched uh mutant mayhem but i did watch theater camp that same day which i loved so shout out to theater camp i gotta see theater camp i'm very excited to see that there's not a lot of stuff that has been sort of, I mean, uh, talk to me is going to be like a surprise, not a surprise success, but like another a 24 success. And it's going to make, you know, $50 million on like a $5 million budget and be heralded. as one of the best horror films of the and year. Remain unseen by me. <laughs> said no, thank like that haunted mansion. We haven't talked about this. How much, is it any good? I know that no one saw it, and I knew it was going to tank as soon as I saw the trailer. But did did anyone act? Did, did is it actually good, or is it I, just bad? I don't know. I think the reviews are bad. Um, the only person I know in real life who saw it actually liked it, um, but overall the reviews are bad. Thirty nine percent on Rotten Tomatoes. So. Oh, yikes! But yeah, I mean. I'll probably watch it eventually. It'll be on Disney Plus at some point, I'm sure. I'll turn it on. Why not? Whatever. But Theater Camp is good. If y'all haven't seen it, y'all should watch it. Very I'm funny. I'm going to watch that when they very, like, very cute, very heartfelt. Um, cheered up a little bit during the final song. Not going to lie. Um, yeah. Adorable little story about a struggling theater camp. I want to see what I've been watching. I'm watching Platonic, like I said. Uh, I've been going through all the we lost Dex. I don't know where Dex went. Um, I've been watching uh, Quarterback on Netflix. I've been watching uh, Winning Time, which is the best show on TV right now. I've just been getting through documentaries and stuff and really bracing myself for the fact that we're about to lose a lot of TV. And so we really are going to have to lean into the classics, both in TV and film to get us through because there's no uh, there's there's literally been no word of any kind of uh Talks are heating up. Things are getting closer. It's literally just a stalemate right now. So we're about to hit the end of all the pre-recorded stuff or all the stuff that was already ready before everybody stopped working. So yeah. I'm just bracing myself for that. But winning time is here. It's keeping me strong. Amplatonic. I got to give Apple TV some credit. Although I'm, I've been watching Hijack and I'm, I, I'm two episodes in. I'm just not into it. That's yet. a just, show? I yeah, thought I, it was a movie. I thought it was a movie. A it is It show. is like a 10-episode show. Make things movies. I would much rather this as a movie. I can already tell you right now through two episodes, this works better as a movie because 10 hours of literally the same flight, the same situation. I don't care what's going on on the ground. I don't care about all these people. It's just, it's, it's, I'm finding it hard to invest myself. Whereas Platonic is a much easier watch and it's funny. 
Uh, I gotta watch Silo. I gotta watch Lioness. Silo, uh, very good. I gotta watch uh, Silo. I gotta watch Lioness. But that's basically what I've been going through over here. I need to catch up on physical because uh, that I watched the first season of that show and I really liked it. And then the second season came out, and I was like, oh, I'll catch up to it eventually. And now they're on the third fucking season. I was like, when did that happen? most of their shows have been really well reviewed except for tom holland's the crowded room which is just a big l i know some people really like crowded room though i know some people who are were really into it i have not seen it but i definitely knew some people in real life who said they liked it i think they're doing apple's doing interesting stuff over there I, i i gotta give them a lot more credit than I've given them in the past as I'm running through some of their shows. People are obsessed with the morning show that's coming back for season two. I've never seen it, but season I three. Want to tap into season that. three, yeah. That or season I, three, sorry. How much juice are they squeezing out of the Matt Lauer story? I don't know, but like <laughs> that happened it's crazy 10 years ago. Apple of all companies really has a hard time like breaking into the zeitgeist. Like they have a Ted Lasso, but like that's about it. Like they're really I think Get Severance is going to be the next thing. I really do. Like, well, depending oh, yeah, on what's Severance. happening on set, there's all this bad stuff coming out about uh, behind the scenes drama between the the show creators, and I hope they can get that resolved because I, I I think Severance has the capacity to be a really, really, really big deal for them. And that first season is one of the best seasons of TV I've seen in a long time. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah, everything they're... on Apple TV Plus is like if you know, you know, kind of shit. It's yeah, like, you know, you can talk to people who will tell you like oh dickinson's amazing but it's like there's seven of them in the entire world <laughs> yeah <they're... laughs> there are dozens of us that have watched uh <laughs> hold on uh c dozens of us a show which i'm not kidding they spent hundreds of millions of dollars to make and they were so ex- fucking That's excited crazy. about it they were like people fucking love jason momoa we're gonna make so much money no you're not nobody <laughs> fucking that shit. What's uh, what's our next episode about, y'all? What do y'all think is what's what's on the horizon? Talk to one me. thing I forgot to, to say that I watched recently was the fucking Johnny Manziel doc. That shit was nuts. I had to watch <laughs> that too, and it was fire. He, Johnny Manziel <laughs> was going crazy, bro. He was what they crazy. were able to squeeze into like what like an hour fifteen? Like that was nuts. <laughs> I need a three, four, five hour version of that pronto because i was, couldn't believe some of that shit was it part of their untold series yeah, yeah it's it's one of the untolds there's one coming out about the florida gators team with all Ooh. the criminals and and Aaron hernandez and i i'm gonna be right there seated on my couch when that shit drops i love that that pouncy the pouncy twins the pouncy twins the air hernandez crazy. is the criminal amongst criminals <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's all the criminals and Aaron hernandez the big guns literally like <laughs> He's the kingpin. Everybody else is the henchman. Oh, man. Everybody I, else is no. wild, but Aaron Hernandez. Jesus Christ. <laughs> calm actually calm down. Other people get into fights. Aaron Hernandez was literally catching bodies, bro. <laughs> That's insane. My favorite, I haven't seen the Manziel thing, but none of the clips that I've seen surprised me even a little bit. You have to see it, bro. I'm gonna bro, watch the it. moment. The moment that like fucked me up was when they were like, "Yeah, we completely made up that shit about my parents being rich." So they all just I all fell for that. it. I, I, I was like, "Yeah, the they have me, dog." I just like accepted. I was like, "Yeah, that makes sense." I just accepted like, it. Yes. <laughs> his parents are probably <laughs> rich. That's why I couldn't so believe that. Money. <laughs> when he said that, I had to rewind it. I was like, "Wait, I just like I just bought that." Like, okay, like. His family's rich. What do, what do I know? Like, I just bought it. Yeah, Wait, his white, family's not rich? No. <laughs> they, they made that up to keep the assembly off their back. Everyone believed it. Reporters <laughs> believed it. People just went with it. I had a dude in shit. college said that he grew up with him and said that he was rich. What the fuck? His best friend, that was the one who was running the money up with him. That's the one who created the story. <laughs> I had a dude that went to school with him in college and said he was rich and a dick. And I didn't, like, didn't question it. I Only guess he was making true. it up too. Only half true. Only half true. <laughs> oh, yeah. The, the uh, part that really fucked me up is that he went out the night, the night before. The, he, so he had to stay clean through the whole combine. His agent knew that he had been a drug user and going out drinking. So basically he was being drug tested the whole uh, between, you know, between uh, when he start, ended school and when he's preparing for the combine, he had to be clean. He made it through pretty much all of these three months clean. The week before the combine, he fucks up. He goes out. He gets drunk. He starts partying. 
the day before his the, his actual throwing day at the combine, he's got his receivers with him that are going to run routes for him. He takes them all out. They get fucking hammered that night. Johnny wakes up chipper in the morning like he always did after a night of drinking and debauchery, ready to go. I'm going to go do my workout. The receivers are so drunk they cannot get out of bed. So his agent and his lawyer ran the routes for him, and he got drafted in the fucking first round. That's insane. <laughs> he had his agent out there running routes for him. Unreal. And he apparently he crushed it. Cleveland was like, yes, that's the guy we need. At the actual combine, like apparently he got so fucked up, like right before the actual combine, that they were like, "Yeah, you're gonna say your dad's in the fucking hospital, and you can't be yes. here." <laughs> it's like we can't have you embarrassing. <laughs> I was like, "Fuck, dude, Johnny Manziel is a wild boy." Like I, he lived I already a knew wild that, life, but man. god damn, man. You, you say he lived a wild life, and you kind of look at it. He's only thirty-two. Yeah. And, and thank God that he made it that far because some of that stuff in that doc makes you see that he, he, there, there were some other ways that life could have went, man. He was I'm, really yeah. going crazy. Shit, man. I'm going to watch it. That doc is awesome. Y'all, I need a five-hour version of that. Somebody needs to go pay Johnny Manziel right now to get he's, a three-episode, four-episode version of that. I need it. He's 30. That's <laughs> He's 30 years old, bro. <laughs> Oh my god. Liver of an 80-year-old for sure. <laughs> I can't imagine being that famous at at 18. I'm Dex, you and I always say we would have just died. Yeah, for yeah. sure. His constitution is better that, than us. It happened so fast. This dude was a relative nobody months before, and then like four months later, he had won the Heisman and he was partying with fucking Drake. That happened in this man's life with like a five or six month time span from a nobody kicking around in college station texas to traveling the world with drake like that's well, i just think it thing. was i think it was sting that said that it's really the first thing that ever like played out on twitter yeah seriously mm-hmm. like he he was literally at the forefront of like this this athlete who's not a pro athlete and is supposed to be broke like is living his life literally on twitter and in front of the whole world it, it's just a crazy story we, like, we knew we about everything we knew about everything right away and we weren't the used to, we weren't used to that and mm-hmm. he was like he was like the poster child for that which is crazy I de- and, I definitely and maybe the worst person to have that. everybody watching him for every second of his life he's probably the worst person to ever have that burden of like oh shit every time i leave my house everyone's watching me not not a good person for that to be bestowed upon even just regular old me both times that i went out to northgate i was getting fucked up making terrible decisions <laughs> Like I can't imagine being Johnny Manziel on North Map would not have made it. No Wouldn't way. Have made it. Wouldn't have made it. Wouldn't be here talking to you kind folks right now. Be some other be some other handsome white guy. Crazy. Um no, I think uh I think the next thing that we're gonna do I kinda wanna do Blue Beetle. Just say to- I'm I'm down for Blue Beetle. I'm down for talk to me. And if we do Blue Beetle, it'll force me to go see Blue Beetle, which I'm perfectly fine with. We'll give it our tens of dollars. How about that? We'll do Blue Beetle yeah. next. There are dozens of us Blue Beetle watchers out there. There will be. I will give it one of my AMC A-list reservations. <laughs> there was there was a uh, a tweet today. I'll see if I can find it. Somebody already screenshotted like the Dolby, you know, seat reserves or whatever for Friday night. And it was three people in like a major mention, the place that has Dolby. So it's just like, that's not good. Not good. I'm going to check what it is for mine. The seven o'clock Dolby showing. We've got about 15 people on there tomorrow. Oh, wow. That's more than I thought. Uh Uh-oh. <laughs> we are going to be Blue Beetle watchers soon, guys. Uh, actually, you know what we're going to do? We're just going to Oppenheimer rewatch. Let's uh, <laughs> let's get it moving. Get it moving again. There's a lot of killers of the Flower Moon talk going on out here, oh, and can't uh, wait. cannot wait. It's gonna. Can I think just, it's gonna be. Can a we battle. just do like an Emily Blunt appreciation episode? Like we all just watch a different Emily Blunt movie and just come back. What What we need to do, and we <laughs> talked about it kind of as a joke in the group message. Uh, blindside rewatch. <laughs> Yikes! 
Hey, can y'all leave Sandra Bullock alone on the internet, guys? Please. Yeah, what the fuck? Sandra Bullock is not at fault, all right? Stop it, guys. Stop it. Sandra We're trying Bullock to take Sandra Bullock's Oscar cinema. We're trying to take Sandra Bullock's Oscar for playing a problematic white woman, yet Roman Polanski has an Oscar for being an actual problematic person. <laughs> yeah, Casey Affleck an Oscar. You're coming for Sandra Bullock? Yeah, I need to stop that shit. Yeah, need Sorry. to stop that right Problematic. Now. I said problematic. Criminal. We were giving criminals Oscars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Sandra Bullock was in speed, and you're trying to besmirch this good woman's name? Unreal. I, w- I will not have it. Oscars. <laughs> That's unreal. What did what was the Eddie Murphy joke is uh, about when he accepted his award as Tom or as uh his Mark Twain award when he he made fun of he made fun of Bill Cosby and he said uh you know you fucked up when they want you to give back your trophies. <laughs> <laughs> That's a whole. That's one of my favorite videos to go back and watch. It's him accepting an award, but just making fun of Bill Cosby, which is an incredible bit. Um, yeah. So we're gonna do Blue Beetle. I too kind of want to watch to see how it stands up. Probably not great. The, I'm definitely uh, gonna go see back. Talk to Me, even though we're not gonna talk about it because Dex doesn't want to watch Talk to Me at all. Y'all can talk about it. <laughs> yeah, I say so. Many review these whenever, whenever I, I'm gonna go see it. I need, I need to feel something. I think I, yeah, I need same. to feel something before it's out. I've heard enough good shit about it. I need to go check that out. So I'm definitely gonna be watching that and Blue Beetle this week. So let, let's let's uh, turn it up. All right. So that has been a one take podcast. Uh, after a couple of weeks off in the summer. Hey, guys, I just want to tell you, movie season, like, we're kind of in a lull right now, but movie season is about to heat back up. After the Oscar season this year is when we should be worried. But this Oscar season, I think, is going to be a good one. Facts. So, Facts. And Killers of the Flower Moon is still coming. And we've already had a year of incredible cinema. I do also want to point out the fact that um, we've had more people join the Legion that is Babylon Hive. Stephen King tweeted about how amazing uh, Babylon is. And we tried to tell Royden, but he did not listen to us. He did Royden not listen to ball. us. But we are Legion. We are here. We will never forget those times that we spent with Babylon. I still haven't seen it for a second time, but I can't fucking wait. I might run that shit tonight. Yeah. That shit is real cinema. The best thing about, one of the best things about the Barbie success is that people are revisiting Margot Robbie's old shit and they're like, Babylon, incredible. <laughs> Incredible. She's so crazy. That, that seeing that shit in the theater, they would have been disappointed, just like everybody else. No, they wouldn't have. They would have had the time of their life. Now they're going. They would have been that. like, Margot Robbie is her. Like, there's no way around it. Facts. Teach, I hope you have a pillow and a blanket because you are going to be there for a while on that couch. The movie is so That's goddamn okay. long. I will not fall asleep. That is, that is Margot. That is peak Margot Robbie for me in terms of performance. She is incredible in that film. And it's just great. And it's better than La La Land, by the way. And I still stand on that corner. I still stand there. I, I can't I can't go there. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, so Oscar season coming up. Bradley Cooper making a push if he doesn't get canceled before then. He's no, like getting canceled will help you get the Oscar. Oh, you think so? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You have to have a little bit of controversy to get that that fucking best actor one people were and like, this is well, that is just, just a little bit it's like yeah Mahershala Ali can you win for Moonlight maybe but you know what you're gonna win for fucking Green Book the White Savior movie that'll get it done everyone's pissed that this movie exists here you go <laughs> yeah Bradley Cooper all of a sudden you don't really know this and we're rambling now but he has like 10 Oscar nominations and no wins so he's he's, he's due yeah, uh, that is a pretty prominent note he has on that trailer. I'm sorry, guys. That, that shit is uh, that shit is huge. I was like, "Come on, bros, what are we doing?" I'm not gonna lie to you. I didn't even watch the trailer. <laughs> I just I know this the movie trailer. exists, and the I'm first like, thing "I mean." That popped out to me was like, "Damn, Bradley Cooper's nose looks fucking insane in this trailer." That was the first thing I thought when I opened the clip. Which we don't have to litigate this here. There's a lot of people mad about it online. The Bernstein family came out and like, really like, <laughs> they're like, nah, we recorded cool. it. That's, that's My daddy got a big cool. ass nose. I don't know what you want me to do. <laughs> Y'all saw it. <laughs> Y'all saw it. Why I think I never saw it. <laughs> what what a crazy statement to have to put out. Anyway, <laughs> my whole point was Bradley Cooper didn't even really have to do it. If you look at Bradley <laughs> Cooper in real life, I don't know why he did that. <laughs> but that's all beside the point. Um, 
yeah, anyway, he he did a Leonard Bernstein movie that got uh some press this this week, and that's coming out this year during Oscar it's season. It's a fucking Netflix movie, which kill me. Ugh. Um we'll the 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 thing that I noticed first about that movie was that it was in four by three. No thanks. Bye. <laughs> I'm good. Anyway. Anyway, Oscar season is upon us, but that has been a one take podcast. One take podcast on Twitter, one take podcast on all the platforms. Not on threads. Uh follow us on Instagram, but not on threads. Any um is that even still a thing? Threads is dead. RIP threads, RIP uh all those other ones. What were the other ones? Uh Blue Sky, RIP to that. Yeah. Anyway, uh it, it's still twitter.com, but X on your phone. So, Dex, what do we do? Hashtag support more to you. All right. We shall. We're out. Can I kick it? Yes, you can. 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 Can I kick it? Can I kick it to all the people who can quest like a tribe does? Before this, did you really know what I was? Comprehend to the track force. Why? Cause getting mentions on the tip of the vibe.